You're listening to Crip Podcast. For show notes, comments, and other links, please visit crip.io. Tuesday this time, um, but we're back, and right next to me is actually Victor. Yep, uh, and we're in Stockholm. Um, I flew in a couple of days ago, and we're sitting in a small, cozy conference room here at the Symbio office in Stockholm. Uh, and, and the conference room is actually called Gothenburg, which is kind of right because today we're going to interview a highly recognized Crip who's actually a former Paralympics gold medalist multiple times. He's an entrepreneur and he's currently a politician here in Sweden. And he's from... Gothenburg? Yeah. Yeah, he's actually from Gothenburg, <laughs> sorry. Um, but the, the person we're going to interview today is actually David Lega. Uh, hi, David. Hi, how you doing? Fine, thank you. Okay. Um, so, um, we're actually going to interview David today. Um, but David, please tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, today I am the deputy mayor of Gothenburg City, uh, Sweden's second largest city, and uh, I'm also vice and Democratic Party on a national level. So that's what I do today. I ran many businesses before that as an entrepreneur for several years, and before that I was a Paralympic swimmer for two Paralympic Games. Mm -hmm. So I've... Uh, skipped between areas for a few years. Yeah, but you, you went from actually um, going from taking a lot of gold medals to uh, become a highly passionate entrepreneur, right? Yes, I, I love both things and I love politics yeah. as well because I always try to see how much you can develop and evolve out of your own abilities and not always comparing yourself to you, mm -hmm. uh, to, uh, to everyone else. So that's always been my, my goal, to see how far I can become uh, compared to myself, which may sound strange if you're an athlete competing against other people as well, but my times uh, in the pool were always more important than uh, the position I ended up in. Mm -hmm. Um, could you tell us a little bit uh, about when you started swimming? Why did you start start doing that, and uh, what did it mean to you? Well, I, I started the sports just to avoid physiotherapy because that's the most boring thing I ever did in my life. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I went. I, I tried always to get out of physiotherapy and start training by myself because I never felt that I I was sick, but I, I needed more training to better cope with my with my disability and also become more independent mm. since I, I was born with completely paralyzed arms um, but I think that also it's, it's a matter of identity isn't it I mean part of my identity will always be that I have a disability but it will mm. never be all of my identity and uh, it's up to me to decide how much part of my personality and identity I want my disability to take. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I will always be the former athlete and the former world champion in swimming, but I will also always be the politician and the Christian Democrat. And all these things can fit into my identity, not only one thing. Mm. Um, and that's... I came up with a word. I, I think 
that is, uh, I, I, I think you can call that inner integration mm. instead of the outer integration that everyone talk about how, how we can become integrated and included into the society. I think inner integration is where I try to integrate every part of me into the parts that I would run. And um, if I integrate my disability into my personality, it will be easy for me to see my abilities. Mm. Instead of, if I ignore my disabilities, many of my abilities will naturally be ignored as well. But when did you start, started to think like this? And I mean... I, I think that I've always uh, thought like, it's just the, in the recent years that I've been, been able to, to put words on my thoughts. Yeah. But I've always been functioning like this, but it, it takes uh, years of experience to be able to, to, uh, to formulate it. Yeah. Do you think the politics has uh, made you better to put words on how, you, how your vision is? Definitely, because when I only as an uh, inspirational speaker, Mm. Everyone agreed with me. Yeah. <laughs> In politics, at least half disagree with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It takes more words to convince them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you you learn formulate yourself and, and speak in a different manner to to get people to understand you, even if they don't agree with you. Mm. Um, which was uh, good for experience as well, and it's always um, both important and educating to to debate with people that you don't agree with. You learn a lot from that as well. Mm. We're not going to actually discuss any politics today, but um, um, do you feel that... Oh, it's attitudes. So you discuss huh? politics and attitudes are the same thing. So yeah, sure, sure. The thing is politics. But um, what I was going to say is that um, I know that some of you may not agree on your... Um, on your ideas and um, on your arguments, but I think it's important that we actually show people that everyone is better than someone at something. Um, yeah. So I think that's important. Every, that yeah, I, I usually say that everyone can become good at something. The problem is finding out at what. Yeah. Mm. And, and that's part of the inner, inner integration as well, <laughs> to okay. see what you're good at. Because it's important to highlight each and every one of us. Yeah, and you also have to define success. What is success? Is success becoming a world champion? Or is success when you're 12 years old learning how to swim without arms? That's exactly. Um, but getting into the next uh, topic, and what do you find painful? What do I find painful? Uh, political poll. Both. <laughs> I'm open the newspaper. Yeah. Like, oh, it's going to be one of these days. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> now, I never think that way. Try to. What? One of the most common questions I've gotten all during uh, from journalists all my life <laughs> has been, regardless if I was a swimmer, entrepreneur, now is, isn't it hard with all the high curbs or sidewalks? Isn't that hard? And I always try to explain to them that I never, why would I go around caring about high sidewalks? Mm. I look mm. for the low ones. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I think the same thing. I, naturally, as I, with everyone else, some things are painful, but I try to focus on the things that give an experience instead. 
Exactly. I, I totally agree with you on that. And now it sounds like everything is based on attitudes, and I don't believe that. Not everything is based on attitudes, but a lot more than we think mm. on attitudes and how, how we choose to deal with them. And I think that's a, that's that defines you as a great polit politician as well, because um, you believe in something, you believe in the why, and people don't buy what you do, people why buy why you do it. Um, yeah. And that's what I think a lot of politicians today lack, um, because uh, they share a vision, but they don't believe in why they do share that vision, because they only share in what they do and what they can do for the people. Um, but I want someone that oh. I can believe what I believe. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's a matter of credibility. and You have to be true to yourself. Exactly. And, uh, I chose to, to enter politics, regardless if it's party politics or not, to affect and change um, as much as I can to make, make uh, Gothenburg and Sweden a better place for children to grow up in, mm -hmm. regardless if they have a disability or not. Since everyone is unique, we can't focus on just one target group. We need to focus on everyone. <laughs> no. mm. I would never want to identify myself as only a person with a disability or a person with a sporting background or a business background. It's all these parts that makes who we are. Just with you, it's the same with you guys. Mm. Yeah. Uh, D uh, David, um, well, both me and Johnny uh, are sportsmen. I, I play wheelchair basketball, wheelchair floorball, and Johnny plays electric hockey, or yeah, what do you call it? Electric hockey, yeah. Is that, is that what? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and like me, for instance, I, 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 I can take a lot of the experience I get from sports and implement that into my profession and what I do today, mm. especially when it comes to teamwork and so forth. Um, what would you say would be your key uh, factors that you'll bring with you uh, into your professional career today from, from the past, from, from your uh, sporting career? Um, to always give the best that you have in each situation. Do not only focus on what happens in four years, but every day now is one day closer to the next election. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it matters. That each training matters. We have an election in Sweden every four years, and the Paralympics were held every four years. Yeah, so it's, it's oh. quite the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you need to have a six-year plan, and uh, your athlete, uh, as a swimmer, I mm. think teamwork is the one of that you enjoy what you do, you enjoy doing it together with other people and together you will become a lot more and better than the individuals taking part in the team. Yeah, uh, well even though you said a four or six year plan for that, I think it's important that you actually focus on being better today and not being better at, in four years, right? Yeah, but I mean if, if you have uh, 13 sessions of that's a lot of session, 13 times 52 times 4, yeah, I sure. don't have a calculator. It's hard to give your best at every session if you have all those uh, training sessions ahead of you. And the same with what we do in our ordinary work, is regardless if you're an entrepreneur or if you're a politician or something else, mm. that you have to divide the goal into to, um, to, to, uh, part goals as well. Uh, you did a couple of... Uh inspirational speeches uh, a few years ago. Um, 
I've Googled you a bit, and you have a couple of stuff on on uh, TED. Uh, are are you planning to do more stuff like that, or 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 is it done for now? Are you focusing a hundred percent on on uh, the politics? I I am a hundred percent focusing on the politics, but I, I still do maybe one lecture uh, a month or something like that, just to. So it's a good way to meet people outside of politics as well, yeah. and to take part in the other areas of the world. I think it's important that we see those as well. Um, so I try to inspire and talk to children, uh, coaches in sports, business entrepreneurs, um, and also other areas because it's a part of me as well. But um, hey, my my job is being the deputy mayor of Gothenburg, so that's what I do. But I still enjoy doing a talk sometimes. So, um, what do you love? What do I love? Um, I should have prepared for that one. <laughs> um, I love getting better. I love evolving, developing, experiencing new things, and um, uh, net Netflix. Uh, Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that's the punchline. Okay. Yeah, uh, and Xbox. Oh, well, that's great. So I, I think that you need a balance between uh, between uh, your work and your recreation because that's yeah. where you find the energy to continue. I love New York City, so I'm jealous of you. Um, I'm going back there in uh, on the 27th for 10 days. Oh, I love oh, traveling. Great. We should we should go for a fika. There, there's actually a place called Fika in New York. I know, I've seen it. Yeah, and they are growing like they're spreading there like a virus. You know, <laughs> I think they have eleven coffee shops on Manhattan, which is kind of cool. And now they are serving food as well. They started out with with only coffee and cinnamon buns and stuff like that. But I now think there's a nice one on Fifty Seventh Street. Um, yeah, that I've been to. But let's go to a Mexican place instead. I love guacamole as well. Oh yeah, there's so many good Mexican places over there. Yeah, there's food from all over the place basically. But speaking about Xboxes and and iPads and stuff like that, uh, since me me and Johnny are are huge geeks, obviously. Uh, but what would be the most like important uh, tech gadget uh, that made uh, like a difference in your life, or like like the most important one for you? Uh, definitely the iPad. Yeah, the iPad. I do everything on that. Mm. Um, just to take part and read all the the files that we need to do for the city executive board, um, all all the work documents that I need to read, um, and also taking notes, uh, texting, doing everything with one one small computer that fits in my wheelchair. That's perfect. Yeah. I, I I think it runs ten hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you because uh, uh, not discussing actual brands, but I think Apple is the one that actually help uh, disabilities with muscular disabilities um, back in 2008, and I actually got blown away myself when the, when the first iPhone came, uh, mm. when, when the touchscreen actually worked. <laughs> yeah, don't have to press the button so hard. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I think it's a life changer for many people with disabilities. And when when I started as deputy mayor four years ago here in Gothenburg, they started digitizing digitalizing every every file, everything we need to read. So now the whole boards are using 
uh, iPads and uh, apps instead of uh, printing and uh, carrying binders everywhere. So it changed the work for the whole city. And I think it's also quite cool that the disability can become an advantage because we're used to using technology in a different way. Mm. And with the iPad, I'm quicker, faster than, than my opponents and colleagues. Yeah. And technology, and technology has actually made us um, become better at something. I think so. I think so. Uh, no, but I think like both me and Johnny can vote for the fact that, you know, that IT in general has opened up a whole lot of opportunities, especially for people with disabilities, because you can do anything really. Uh, and there's, well, I mean, it's such a bright future uh, in tech. Yeah, now you're just waiting for the HomeKit apps so you can start using everything at home. Yeah. Here as well. Yeah, but I think the future is actually going to be made by creators and not consumers. Mm -hmm. So um, if people with disabilities and uh, abilities uh, can create with technology, I think uh, we'll see a shift in actual um, em employment and, yeah. Yeah. It, because your your disabilities in this area is a competitive ad advantage, exactly. As just being a disadvantage, exactly. because that's what you're talking about, and that's what happens. I was in in uh, South Korea just a few uh, weeks ago, mm -hmm. a leadership conference talking about uh, why people with disabilities. Uh, there are so few people in leading positions in in the world. Uh, but I think that's about to change now that the technology has caught up. And also, we need to, to start accepting that maybe the generations that were born before us didn't go to regular schools, didn't go to universities. And you need to have that whole... Uh, you need to have grown up in that environment to be able to react naturally to the demands that are, are put on people in, in, uh, in working relationships. Yeah, David... Um what do you wish? What do I wish? I uh, wish a lot of things, but I always try to separate my wishes and dreams from my goals. Mm -hmm. Those are two different things. Wishes can be unrealistic as well. Uh, they, they don't have to be realistic. So, in, in, in goal terms, I would like to continue to develop and uh, change society uh, in a way so it becomes better for everyone, regardless if they're disabled or not. Mm. And uh, in dream terms, uh, I would creep on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because goals are dreams with both feet on the ground, or exactly. in your case, <laughs> on the rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's totally great. But uh, is there a role model behind this? Yeah, I think I have a lot of. I have at least fifty role models in different areas. I don't think you have to only have one role model uh, because that means that you try to be someone else. Yeah, mm. it's unique. So I, I, I have at least fifty role models and try to pick the things that I like from these people and try to become better compared mm. to myself. Mm. But my role models can be everything. The guy who inspired me to swim, a British swimmer, mm. Peter Hall, with no arms and legs. Muhammad Ali is another amazing person that I 
who used his athletic career to change society afterwards. Barack Obama is one. Uh, you, you have a, a lot of different uh, role models. How do you stay sharp? How do you stay on top of your game? Coffee. <laughs> a lot of coffee. High five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, are, are you taking these like extra coffee shots that you can get at some, at some coffee shops? That that's extremely like common in America is that you you take these uh, extra shots. You can take like two pumps of caffeine, and then you like it totally blows your mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you never buy something at a Starbucks without uh, two extra shots in it. <laughs> uh, the coffee in America that's the only disadvantage. <laughs> but sticking to this. Uh, no, but still, um, I think that keeping on top of the game is finding a balance between. Uh, work, uh, training, Ooh. and free time as well. Yeah, and, and that balance doesn't have to be every week. But if you look at it as a year, you need to have a, a night. So when I'm free, I'm free, and when I'm working, I'm really working. Yeah, yeah, because you have to work hard and play hard at the same time. Yeah. yeah, and I like playing as well. I'm a bit of a child. That's, that's <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> Speaking about role role models, um, there's a couple of guys that have come up now from Sweden. One one friend of mine, uh, Aaron Anderson, uh, I think he he's doing a great great job inspiring others uh, with his uh, achievements uh, as an adventurer uh, and and so forth. Uh, and um, do do you see any other people that you know? You you feel that they are doing a great work, uh, inspiring others, except for yourself. Um, yeah, Aaron is is a really good guy. I, I yeah. like. Um, I think that the next generation of role models in in the disability community is going to be the people not taking part of the Paralympics or climbing uh, Mount Everest in a wheelchair, but. Having regular jobs, having business careers, maybe being politicians, maybe being artists, um, because this actually it is important. I know that you said we're going to talk about how we define success later, but it's it's a part of the discussion. Mm. When when are we successful? Do we have to become world champions or being uh, role models, being the first cripple on the moon to be successful, or can we can we be successful when we beat ourselves? Um, so many people today that are important role models in society without being celebrities. Yeah. And, and I think that's the most important balance in that, that we start talking and being proud of what we, what we can't achieve. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a shift that uh, the LBT community did several years ago with their pride festivals. They stopped talking about what they couldn't do and started focusing on their abilities. Yeah. Mm. And I think that is the next natural for the disability in America or in Sweden or anywhere else in the world that we do a disability pride instead of a accessibility protest march. Because it's totally agree. Uh, it takes a compelling personal vision to create and maintain the courage and motivation to push through the difficulty to change. Um, 
Yeah, and I, I took part in those in America as well. I walked in in D.C. towards the Capitol in their disability rights marches there as well. Mm -hmm. um, but we, we everywhere need to start more what we can do, because if we don't think that we can do it, no one else will either. Yeah, um, but taking this discussion further on, how do you define success? I think success is subjective and not objective. Okay. Um, I should be able to enjoy it because that is a progress. But we have, we focus too much on on everyone else's abilities, and we feel we only feel successful if we make more money than someone else, drive a better car than someone else, or our kids are better in school. Um, I believe that we need to set the focus on our own abilities and our own development mm -hmm. instead, in a in a totally different way than we do today. Um. But actually, I have one last question for you, David. Yeah. Um, what is your final destination? I have no idea. As long as I enjoy my life and continue to to help, because I know that there were so many factors when I was a young uh, kid, teenager, that how people helped me, supported me to get, become better, that now I have the same systems. Um, mm. The last 10 years before I went into politics, I did it as a lecturer and an entrepreneur, trying to change mindsets individually on stage. And now I have the ability to change uh, systems and laws instead. Mm -hmm. um, and as long as people feel that I, I uh, can contribute, I will try to do it this way. And then I will continue my Xbox career. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll meet some some time at that. I would love that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that would be great. So, what what is next up on your on your schedule? What's up in the near future for for David Lega? <laughs> I have no idea. Somebody in my staff knows what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I focus on one thing at a time. Yeah, that's awesome. I need to. <laughs> no, but I think that. Um, um, let me see in my calendar. Yeah, next up I'm going to the, the, the sports and the free time board of Gothenburg to, uh, as I'm vice chair of that, that board mm -hmm. to, to help out with uh, young children. And then I'm going to meet some sport journalists, actually. Mm -hmm. And then we have a board meeting next to Gothenburg all, all evening. So I will be home around 10 if I'm lucky. Oh, okay. So it's that kind of day. Is that yeah, that time of the year or the... Oh, okay, yeah. But um, I actually saw that you got elected to um, the Ronald McDonald board, right? Yes, uh, I'm. I'm uh, um, I actually added that late on my LinkedIn. <laughs> I was elected a few years. So that's the one that you're going to exactly. today. It's it's not a new job, but uh, okay. to help with the with the Ronald McDonald Foundation. Uh, housing for, for children and families that are sick. Um, mm. it's, it's very important to see the whole family, not only the children. Yeah. So I'm also in the board for UNICEF Sweden, for example. So I put a lot of effort in trying to change the situation for children. Yeah. Mm. But I love it. It's, it's, a, it's a fantastic opportunity to, and I'm thankful for the the confidence. So, uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. 
Good um, Sounds wonderful. But to wrap this up, we actually have to thank you very much for taking your time to uh, to attend to this podcast. And thank you, guys. I think that it's a good, great thing that you do this. It's important. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Um, and keep on inspiring. Hopefully, oh, yeah. we can get together sometime and take a coffee. I would love that. Let's take a PK in New York. Yeah. Yeah, we, we need to do that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you're a great inspiration for for both me and Johnny, uh, David. Um, would, would you? What would be your like advice to to young people, young with uh, people with disability that's about to go into the working life? Uh, what would be your you know like top three tips uh, for these guys? Success tips. Success tips. Yeah. Um, not to trust. <laughs> that we are all unique and we need to find our own way and the problem with advice and tips sometimes is that they become truths yeah. and uh, w since we are all different we shouldn't try to do the same steps as someone else we need to find our own way mm. um, and, and share experiences but without comparing and that's hard mm. but, but I think that's the most important thing because otherwise we will never feel that we accomplished enough so Use tips, but don't believe them to be truth. That's that would be the important. Yeah, that's a great ending for this podcast. And thank you again, and thank you, Victor. Uh, and we'll, yeah, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's. Likewise, Victor. Take care, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Am I wrong? Cause I wanna get it on till I die. Am I wrong? Cause I wanna get it on till I die. Get it on till I die. Get it on till I die. Y'all, y'all remember me? Y'all, y'all remember me? Last chance, fancy pants. You know very well.